Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Tuesday, May the 11th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. We're going to start with the significant developments in the Julia James murder investigation. It's now two weeks since the Kent PCSO was found near Woodland, not far from her home in Snowdown. She'd suffered significant head injuries. You might remember officers made an arrest on Friday and late last night they charged a 21-year-old man with murder. Callum Wheeler from Sunshine Corner Avenue in Aylsham appeared at Medway Magistrates Court earlier. He confirmed his name and address and was remanded in custody. He's next due at Maidstone Crown Court on Thursday. Also today, a reconstruction of the walk Julia took with her dog on the day she was killed has taken place. An actress and the 53-year-old Jack Russell Toby covered the route she regularly took. His assistant chief constable, Tom Richards. I am confident that there were people in the area at the time that we are yet to speak to. It's absolutely crucial. We have an obligation to piece together exactly what happened in the last moments of Julia's life. Today, on the two-week anniversary of Julia's death, we will be conducting, with an actress and Julia's Jack Russell dog, Toby, a reconstruction. The actress will be wearing um, clothing identical to the clothing worn by Julia on that day. She left home shortly after two o'clock in the afternoon. Her walk would typically typically take 30 to 40 minutes and you'll see parts of that route today. Once again, I appeal to anybody who's seeing this footage today remembers anything at all that could be of assistance to the investigation to help us piece together those last vital pieces. So what you'll see today is the actress and Toby leaving the area um, of um, her home address and entering a pathway. You'll then see her exiting that pathway through some bushes onto the edge of a field. The edge of that field will be the next phase um, that you will see. That is her typical daily walk with Toby around the perimeter of that field. And finally, you will see her concluding her walk around the field um, and entering the woodland where sadly she was found shortly after four o'clock two weeks ago today. Yeah, it's been a, a hugely challenging fortnight. Um, we, a category A murder, murder without a suspect is uh, fortunately a very unusual event. Um, it, it's of course completely natural that the local community have been uh, very concerned about it. It's been a very intense period. I've been um, incredibly impressed with the, the patience and the level of support we've received from uh, local residents. We've received a huge amount of information from the public that um, has helped us reach the point that we are um, at today. Um, it's of course a great relief to the investigation um, team, but the work doesn't stop here. Um, we, we continue with our in- investigation. Uh, we still have um, accounts of people in the woods and fields um, of that area that we don't believe that we've identified. Um, we have members of the public describing events that they've seen on that day. I still believe that there were people um, enjoying the beautiful country in, in countryside in that area, uh, and I would appeal for them to come forward just to help us piece those last um, those last moments of Julia's life together. 
Well, as the ACC said, they're still very keen to hear from any witnesses who may have seen Julia and are hoping the reconstruction will jog people's memory. You can see video and find details of how to contact the police at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. Next today, and abusive phone calls made by a Herne Bay woman to her husband have been broadcast for the first time. What you've done to me today is the final now in the coffin. The final. Me and you are done. There is nothing you are ever going to do that's going to make this up. You can leave me this flat. Because come on, hell or high water, I will get this flat. Because I will take you off of this planet. And I don't care because with you dead, I don't care if I do 25 years for murder. You are worth that after today. You're weak and you are spineless. And you are a and you are a horrible person. And I don't care what any of your cronies think of me because they don't know what you're like to live with. You have left me all day long. You're selfish beyond selfish. And you know what? All them other women that were in your life never had the to tell you, but I have. Because I don't care anymore. The most important person in my life left me. And when did you ever ask me, how are you doing? You don't. I told my Sam exactly how I felt. Nobody bothers with me. No one. Not even you. So stay away. Because if you want to live, you'll stay away. Because what you've done to me today, I will never, ever forgive you. Ever. You're a horrible little man. I'll be home. No, you won't be home, Tone. Because I promise I will put a knife in you. And I don't care if you've got me on loudspeaker. Because no one knows what it's like to live with a pathetic parasite. Not an easy listen. That's Tracy Hannington speaking to partner Tony, who's appeared on a new TV series telling the stories of victims who faced their attackers in court. The 58-year-old was sentenced to two years in prison in 2019, but was released last summer under a restraining order. Tony is calling for more to be done to help male victims of domestic violence. A 70-year-old man has died in hospital more than a week after a crash near Hythe. He was seriously injured when the trike he was riding collided with two cars on Sandling Road in Postling at the end of April. He's now passed away and investigators are still looking into what caused the crash. The father of a man who died in a chainsaw accident near Canterbury is warning others to be careful when using power tools. 35-year-old Matthew Ovenden was fatally injured while cutting logs in his back garden in Ash. An inquest has heard the dad of two wasn't wearing any protective equipment. His family have described him as a kind soul who will be sorely missed. A woman's been awarded £14,000 for unfair dismissal after her boss told her she was too busy to handle her request for maternity leave. Yuliette Kimacheva worked at Key Promotions, a packing and print works on the Medway City estate in Strood, but lost her job after telling them she was pregnant. At Kent Online, you can see the moment a thief dragged a safe he'd stolen from Gillingham's Priestfield Stadium back to his home. Sam Turner was caught on CCTV looking around rooms in the ground earlier this year. He was caught when police followed the scuff marks from the safe to his front door. The 47-year-old from Gordon Road in the town was given a suspended sentence. The club chairman says he's considering appealing. Kent Online reports. 
Now, a Kent GP has admitted feeling nervous about being able to hug loved ones from next week and has warned us to be careful who we're in close contact with. Boris Johnson confirmed yesterday the roadmap out of lockdown is on track, so COVID restrictions will be eased further on Monday. That means the rule of six or two households will be able to meet inside. But the PM urged us to be cautious when it comes to physical contact. Well, Dr Julian Spinks is a GP in Strood. He's been chatting to Joe from our colleagues at KMTV. I'm looking forward to meeting my grown-up daughters and actually being able to give them a brief uh, cautious, slightly socially distanced mm. hug. Um, but yeah, as, as a professional, I have, I'm slightly nervous because mm. it's, it's a bigger step than some of the previous mm. loosenings, really. It's more indoors, closer contact and so on. So there's a little bit of a risk with it. You mentioned that caution there, and that's exactly what the Prime Minister alluded to at his Downing Street press conference. How can we have a cautious hug? Good question. Uh, I, I think you can be cautious about how you hug, keep it brief and don't be face-to-face, -face, uh, but also who you hug with. And I think that family hugs are definitely in, but I think social hugs, going round rooms, having a quick hug and so on, probably still out, uh, because that means you're exposed to far more people. Do you think that now the onus has, has switched to more uh, response, personal responsibility now, more than following, or not following the rules, but having the rules pushed on you? It's dependent on your circumstances, who you're meeting, have they been jabbed and the like? Yes, and it gets quite complicated. The more mixed up we are, whether we've got single doses of vaccine, two doses, unvaccinated, etc., etc. Um, so it is difficult, but we've got to get used to this because this is probably the long-term situation of adjusting our risks and judging whether it's safe to do something. This has been an incredibly long time and difficult time for some of these people, especially our elderly residents in Kent. And something like a hug is going to have enormous benefits, isn't it? We're social creatures at the end of the day. Absolutely. And contact is very, very important. If someone is upset, putting a hand on theirs makes a much bigger effect than sitting back and going, I, you know, I'm very sorry to hear that. So, yes, and it's a fantastic thing for more older people, particularly in residential homes, to have that contact again. Do you think some of these other measures coming in, you know, the indoor hospitality, the households mixing overnight stays as well, are coming too soon or do you think we're about right looking at the rolling rates 13 cases for Kent per 100,000 people at the moment very low I think the last time it was like that was the middle of August absolutely we've just got to be a little bit careful because September is when it started to go up again mm. also I am still worried about variants because of the possibility of that rising in London about 40% of the cases are the Indian variant mm. uh, although overall numbers are very low we don't want that to catch on uh, and on that, there was another point made um, in, the, in the press conference there about the wearing of face masks in secondary school classrooms will no longer be required from the 17th of May. What do you make of this? I've been seeing some comments on, our, on social media about lots of teachers, the younger ones, still not having their first jab yet. And they're maybe quite rightly still concerned. Yes, the Prime Minister was asked that. Uh, you know, why is it that we're not protecting younger teachers? Um, because actually the peak age to get this virus is in the 30 to 45 age group, although the deaths are at an, uh, a higher level. So, yes, it is more of a risk because, again, it's an indoor setting, but they can open the windows and it is the summer. It's a week since a blast destroyed a home in Ashford and the cause still hasn't been confirmed. Seven people were injured, two of them seriously, when the explosion happened at the property on Millview. At Kent Online, you can read about a blast and fire that happened at another property in the town just six years 
years ago. A series of explosions gutted eight homes in Little Knoll, which had to be demolished, leaving 10 people homeless. A shop that sells school uniforms for children across Thanet has won a battle for longer skorts. If you haven't heard of them before, they're a cross between a skirt and shorts and a part of many girls' PE kit. The school wear centre in Margate has convinced its main supplier to make them one and a half inches longer. It comes amid concerns some pupils are having to walk home in them because they're not changing at school during COVID restrictions. And a life-size Cyberman has been stolen from a village in West Kent. The six-foot-tall Doctor Who villain was taken from the front garden of its owner's home on Rye Road in Sandhurst. The figure, which is incredibly distinctive, was originally created by a student back in the 1970s and was most recently pictured wearing a face mask. Kent Online Sport. Football and the season may only have just finished for Gillingham, but thoughts are already turning to the next campaign. The managers indicated he could be interested in welcoming back some of their loan signings on a more permanent basis. Ollie Lee, Robbie Cundy, Tommy O'Connor and Callum Slattery have all made an impression on Steve Evans. He's set to be out scouting during the playoffs and has also been in talks with the chairman about next season's budget. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for the very latest. You can also subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all of KM Group's newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.